Welcome to the Intuitive Edge. This is episode 175. My guest today, yoga therapist, Dr. Lin. Well, in yoga, we refer to your intuition as in your third eye. It's right there at that center between your eyebrows. And what that means is when we open up our intuition and our creativity, we open ourselves up to knowing. Welcome to the Intuitive Edge. I'm Victoria Lynn Weston, your host. I'm an intuitive business consultant, entrepreneur, and founder of Studio Carlton. We're voice designers, producers, and developers of custom Amazon Alexa skills. I embrace big, bold ideas and love doing the unpredictable when it comes to helping business owners and professionals expand their brand, gain recognition, raise their visibility, and most importantly, attract new business. The future is here. And it's all about voice. Check out StudioCarlton.com. If you would like to have yourself, your company, even your pet on Amazon Alexa, I'm the person you need to speak to. Send me an email at Victoria at StudioCarlton.com. And also, are you looking for some motivational tips, inspirational tips, kind of keep you pumped up and on your way to reach your goals? And simply say, Alexa, Open Positive Living, and you can listen to daily inspirational and motivational tips all by Ariel's vetted lifestyle consultants, such as Feng Shui experts, psychic mediums, spiritual life coaches, intuitive consultants, and yoga instructors, and much more. After you listen to the daily inspirational tip, Alexa will say, would you like me to send you a text with the web link? And when you say yes, you get that text and a web link goes straight to the person that was featured with the inspirational tip and you can learn all about them and their services so it's really a very great way to engage your audience get an inspirational tip learn about new people that are out there that you can consult with and benefit from and on top of that if you're looking for a yoga instructor perhaps in Florida you can say tell me about a yoga instructor in Tampa or I'm looking for a feng shui expert in San Francisco or I'm looking for an intuitive business consultant in Atlanta Alexa will present you with a specific lifestyle consultant and send you a text with all the information that you need go to ariel.com and look up the positive living Alexa skill and get all the details there next speaking of yoga I have a yoga therapist is our featured guest today, and her name is Dr. Lynn. She has an exciting background. She was a single mom, raised two kids while putting herself through college, and yes, she paid for her all her intuition, and she got herself a PhD, and she's probably one of the top yoga therapists, which is a little different than a regular yoga instructor, and you're going to learn about that with my conversation. She's written many books, books about diet, books about keeping a happy happy life, sex life, how to not age, you know, the anti-aging kind of tips that go along with it, and I really, really enjoyed talking to her, and I thought she has a fresh approach to everything and plus she also teaches zoom classes for five dollars on saturdays and so you know that she's very passionate about what she does and how she does it so let's go connect with dr lynn and find our inspiration of the day dr lynn you're a naturopath and yoga therapist and the author of many books so it's so exciting to talk to you i have to tell you um i was never a big fan of yoga and I'm, I'm much more, I guess I like real energy things. I do a lot of kickboxing and I walk every day and all that. But I took a yoga class. I think it was like super beginners class. It must have been like a triple A kind of beginners. And it was the best thing I ever did in my life with the stretching and that. And then I have found 
I thought, gosh, you know, it's just really so elegant when you get into that because so now I'm kind of hooked. I haven't gotten past the, the AAA beginner class yet, but I'm working on it. So when I, I saw your bio and all the good stuff that you've done with yoga and everything that you do, I just think it's so incredible. But I'll tell you, I, I, I used to call it with my students my yin and my yang. I'm also a certified spin instructor, so I can relate to that. I love spin, love, love, love spin. But the counterbalance to that, of course, is yoga. So it's really, if we want to create perfect health, we need to do, you know, the three things. There needs to be aerobics. There should be the stretching and the balance, which you get from yoga, and also some weight bearing to keep the bones and everything nice and strong. I want to know when you first got into yoga and how you evolved into being this naturopath and a yoga therapist. Okay, well, um, it all goes way back to uh, when I was a young woman with a young single woman with two young children trying to put myself through school and finish my undergraduate work, um, which was really tremendous. I had no money. I was broke (laughs) and two kids, so I had to do everything I could, loans, scholarships, um, all of that kind of stuff. As I said, a very stressful uh, time in my life, one of those type A personalities, so I really wanted to be an honor student, and I did graduate with uh, uh, with 3.8, which was pretty phenomenal. That is good. Yeah, 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 with two kids. Uh, But, you know, afterwards, there was that sort of, um, you know, collapse. I I found myself just totally exhausted. I had been going like, you know, about out of you-know-what for three years straight, and I just kind of collapsed. And when I collapsed, um, I realized that, you know, the one thing that I really needed to do to bring myself back was to pay attention to my health. That was the real key to me. And that began my journey of um, looking at, you know, diet and exercise and uh, yoga and meditation and just kind of exploring those different things. And as I began to explore them, I started going back to school and working my way into a master's and a PhD, of course, eventually. That took quite a while. But I um, developed a real love for health and fitness and for teaching. And that's what kind of got me on to the journey. Very good. That's exciting. What an accomplishment. You've done all that, especially being a single mom to begin with. And and then the ultimate prize, of course, is the, is the PhD, which is always extraordinary. Now... Being a single mom and going out and, and launching these, these awesome careers and, and doing that, your intuition had to have played a role in that. So with that said, what is intuition to you and how does it speak to you? Well, in yoga, we refer to your intuition as in your third eye. It's right there at that center between your eyebrows. And what that means is when we open up our intuition and our creativity, we open ourselves up to knowing Um, One of the, and I'm also, I'll backtrack a little bit here, I am a karma master, and one of the things that I teach in my karma class is that we have a tendency, especially with the ego, to block knowledge and to not think that we have, you know, to think we know it all, we reach different points in our life, we all do that, and intuition to me is that ability to open up and allow the energy to flow and to observe, and when you do that, you can step away from the hard facts that we sometimes get caught up in and then kind of bring those facts together with feelings, that inner feeling of intuition. Does your intuition speak to you as a voice or is it just a feeling? Um, well, it comes in it, both ways because, you know, of course, you talk to yourself in your mind, but you kind of know when you, you can 
feel something is right or wrong or the right direction to go or the wrong direction. Most of the time, though, we're so crazy up in our head, you know, spinning what we call chitta in yoga. And chitta is all those little thoughts going on all the time, this and this. And am I going to make a mistake? And is this going to be wrong? And da, da, da. you know, we get all that stuff going on. And it's about getting quiet and observing and allowing yourself to feel. And when you do, those thoughts will come up into your head and kind of direct you in the right direction. You know, it's interesting you say that, and it's so true. So often my intuition has has spoke to me very loudly um, when I'm driving the car. Like one time, <laughs> this is years ago, but I'll never forget as long as I live. Um, it was it was like 20, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago. I was driving, and I had this part-time gig I was doing. And I was driving to work, and this voice came in and said, you're going to be fired today. And I thought, well, that sure is odd. And I drove in there. And within the first 15 minutes I was there, I was terminated. <laughs> and, I, mm-hmm. and I laughed. And other times, intuition speak to me a lot, too, you know, just in taking a shower. But I, it goes back to what you're saying, having that blank spot in your mind, even if it's only for a few seconds. And then your intuition is really loud and clear. So I guess it's, it's always like dialing down all that noise that's around us and rushing around and, and just having that blank thing, which to me, just sort of sitting in traffic, it's, it's just a perfect way of of allowing your intuition to speak to you in that. Um, so when you when you think about intuition and when you're launching these careers that you've done and written these books, were you inspired? You know, because I think intuition and, and creativity are like kissing cousins. You can't have one without the other. And mm-hmm. so did your inspiration and passion come from that, you know, to write your books? Were you excited? Or did you just feel like, oh, it's something I need to do to get my name out there? No, it was passion, a total passion. It's just like um, teaching. And I, I like to say, you know, Teachers don't make a lot of money, yeah. and, and I say that in a general sense. You know, they don't, and teachers are by far, you know, our greatest gift to the world. I mean, they teach our children. Absolutely. You know, they're, they're, and, and they're really terribly <laughs> underpaid, in my opinion. But you don't go into the profession for money. You go in it for love and for passion, and I can tell you that there's no amount of money that I could ever receive that would give me the same thing that I get when I teach or I work with someone and I get that smile and that hug and that thank you. And I know that I've done something to help them the most important way, which is their health, body, mind, and soul. That to me is the, the that's the top. Yeah, I agree with you on that. So when you became this yoga therapist, what's the difference between that and just a yoga instructor? Uh, well, a yoga therapist would take things a little bit deeper. A, a, a yoga teacher would teach a yoga class, whatever format that they teach. A lot of times a yoga therapist will work one-on-one with people, or um, I've worked with cancer patients. I've worked with people who have depression. I've worked with people who are going through all kinds of life changes and things like that. So you would a yoga therapist would do more of an assessment of what's going on, and um, we might work on a physical level. Let's say you've got problems with your back. Well, I might work on some poses to help you with your back, but I'm also going to come in and look a little bit at what's going on in your life and your mind and what's going on in your soul, because we do hold all of that stuff in our body. So we have to kind of, as a naturopath, which is what a naturopath believes, we believe that you are body, mind, and soul, and you can't treat one without treating the other. They all go together. So a yoga therapist would take it to that deeper level. Anyway, so when you're talking with someone as a yoga therapist, I could see you doing a lot of work with men. Is that possible? Yes and no. Yes, I have worked with men before. Um, Sometimes they can be, uh, yes. Uh, I wouldn't say that it was primarily men. I would say 
that when I do yoga therapy, yoga therapy is, um, you really need a lot more training to be a yoga therapist because you really have to understand how the body works and know that most of the time the person that's coming with to see you um, is coming because they have, some, they have a major problem. Um, they're not just coming because they're having a bad day. They're coming because they have some kind of a problem. And mostly, and I would say, and I, I, I don't mean this against men or anything, but mostly men will come on the physical level. You know, my back hurts. Um, you know, I've got a knee problem. Um, you know, I want to fix it because I want to get back out on the golf course, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so where women will tend to come a little more with, um, of course, the feelings and emotions. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Maybe it's my intuition, but I see you working more with upper executive men that instead of them going to a traditional psychologist, for instance, that they yeah. and maybe well, that's new. I've never heard of the yoga therapist. That is, is there a lot of uh, consultants in that or is, are you like the blazing the trail with it? No, I'm I'm um, certified through the International Association of Yoga Therapists, and I have been for oh my goodness about ten years, um, and I also um, have lectured for them as well. Um, I taught in California at LMU. I taught um, uh, I was an adjunct professor um, for um, yoga therapy. So it's been around for a good. Uh, 15 years and uh, actually the two guys who started it were friends of mine and um, you know the idea was to take yoga to that next more therapeutic level for example I am in um, Sarasota Florida right now I moved from California and I am now working with um, Sarasota Memorial Hospital and I'm going to be doing therapeutic classes at the hospital and lecturing there so it's that's kind of you know it, it that's the direction that therapy goes in. Very interesting. I want to talk about some of your books for a second because people love to read and they love to get that. So you have this yoga of healthy nutrition. Tell mm -hmm. me the inspiration about that first. <laughs> well, um, it's called Anamaya. Anamaya is a branch of yoga, which has to do with how and what we eat. And um, it, it's not a diet. It's not a diet program. But it's a really an, an, an examining the whole process of eating and what we put into our bodies and how important what we put into our body is in terms of our health on all levels. Um, there is nothing that yoga, yoga is all inclusive. And it includes how and what you eat. So that book is really about, it it's, uh, has a lot of science in it about nutrition and about food, a lot of recipes, and um, just kind of following along that philosophy of yoga. Right. And what does a, a yoga person eat? Like you have this other book called, you know, Recipes for Health, Sex, and Happiness, and Love. So okay. what's that diet all about? Well, that book comes back, that book goes way back to, that was my first book, and that was my most prized book, um, when I was studying all of this stuff, and I had two young children, and I was working in, uh, I was a marketing director for a real estate company, so I was doing that and doing this stuff on the side and going to school and trying to run the house and everything, I, you know, was cooking these meals for my kids, and I, at the time, I didn't have a computer, I had a typewriter, Yeah, <laughs> and I took... 
And so I would type these little things out and I put them all together in a notebook and I carried it for years and years and years and I kept adding to it. And then finally one day, I, well, of course I had Word and everything finally at that point and I put it all together in a book. And it's really about the different things um, that food, you know, we, we think about, we don't think about how important food is on all of the things that emotions and feelings and everything that happens to us. Like for example, Omega-3, which is, you know, salmon. I right. write a part in there about salmon. Boosts your mood. That's what it does. It, it, it creates serotonin in your body. Wow, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, so, you know, I write a whole thing about it. It's about, you know, go fishing, yeah. <laughs> get some salmon, you know, be happy. So people don't really understand the science and the myth and the mythology behind food and why we ate these different foods. Why did humans evolve and why did they eat these foods and how did these foods support their health and their evolution? Because we could not evolve if we didn't eat properly, didn't get the right nutrients. Right. So what kind of food do we eat for love? <laughs> for um, Well, I'll give you an example of... Um, avocados for example uh-huh um, and and that uh, uh, the reason i'm going to avocados because avocados is something everybody loves but that's a sex one so i'm going to give you a little sex one here okay avocados um they are full of vitamin e and vitamin e is the vitamin that supports your sexual hormones you need vitamin e in order to the estrogen testosterone vasopressin all of your hormones are supported by vitamin e um avocados are very rich form of vitamin E. And in olden, olden times, women were not allowed to pick the um, avocados and handle them because they resemble testicles. <laughs> so, there's a whole, there's a, so what I did is I kind of dug in and there's all this kind of funny little stuff about, oh, wow, this is, you know, and why avocados are, uh, you know, a sex food. Um, Love, you know, when we go into um, things again, like a fish would be another good example of how when we eat things that have the omegas in them, that would be another example of something. It's the feeling that we get. You know, what does serotonin do? It brings you down. It calms you down. And when we're in a very calm state, that's when we really feel and express love. You know, the other is passion. That's, you know sexual passion, let's say, or, you know, but that kind of love and nurturing love comes from those kinds of foods. Very interesting. It, yeah, food is really important on so many different levels, you know, beyond, way beyond nutrition and just survival, obviously, but what it does for you mentally and intuitively for that matter. You also have this other book. I guess we need to have another conversation where we can talk <laughs> about each book separately. So I apologize that we can't spend a whole lot of time on each one, but I really like them all. So I think this should be good. So how to master karma. And I talked to someone uh, earlier you know, about past lives and karma. So what is karma, for example, and how does one master it? Well, karma is, is not good and bad. Karma is cause and effect. Good and bad um, is judgment, and karma doesn't, is not about judgment. So we get it mixed up. You know, we say, oh, good karma, bad karma. It really means if you don't like the effect of something, you need to look at the cause because anything, everything that happens in the universe is the result of something, some energy. So karma is about energy, and karma is 
believes the teaching of karma that we come back, we reincarnate back here on earth as a human being and we choose to be the human being. In fact, you chose to be who you are. I chose to be who I am to work out our karma. When we come back, we have certain things that um, like there are four great passions that karma says all, everything comes from these four great passions. They are deceit, greed, anger, and pride. And each one of us carries all of them, but one of them is more significant in your life than the other. And so that one will keep coming up and repeating and repeating and repeating until we get it. For example, let's say anger is, is the, the, the great passion. And you're constantly being confronted with angry people or things that, that raise your anger. And, you know, that you're, you're in that angry sort of place. That's an opportunity to step back, see anger for what it is, and change it to kindness. Then you work your karma. Uh -huh. Cause and effect. Cause and effect. Do you have a, a client that you might have worked with or anything like that that this book sort of helped them through it? Or how did, did they change their anger, for instance, as a result of all of this? Um, well, I started um, 30 years ago. I started practicing and teaching. And then, of course, I've written two books about karma. And back, uh, back then, I would run karma workshops. And uh, predominantly women would come to the workshops, but it wouldn't be unusual to have, you know, 20, 30 people in my living room and we would do karma workshops and I would teach them karma. And we would go around and everybody would, we would um, look up and find out what was their significant emotion or passion that they were working on and work those things through. Um, and it was really, it was wonderful because all of the women were very sharing and caring for each other. Um, it was a wonderful workshops. And that's good. So how did they evolve from taking these uh, seminars and that? Um, it's called awareness. Uh -huh. <laughs> when you're aware of things, when you're aware of how you can change things, when you're aware of how to use your energy, then that's the positive stuff that happens. Those are the changes that happens. Um, what I can tell you is I have a huge stack of notes and emails and stuff from people thanking me for whatever it was at that particular time that I said that made a difference or a change in their life. And that's really what it's about. It's about becoming aware of how human, you know, we're here to experience human feelings and emotions, experiences. That's what we're here about, to be a human. And sure. to be a human means you got to feel everything. If you want to feel pleasure, you have to feel pain. You have to feel all of it. It's what the problem is not in the feeling. The problem is when we add the emotion and the emotion comes in and the emotion takes over and there's no awareness of what's happening. And then all of a sudden you're an angry person screaming and yelling. And what are you? What's your karma? I want to talk about your consulting uh, experience as well, because you've been consulting for over 30 years in the health and wellness field, and, and that's commendable. And, and, of course, you've got these wonderful books that we just barely touched on on that. But you have a, a program. It's called the, the Yoga of Healthy Nutrition Programs. And I want to learn more about that because it goes back to the food. So how does someone work with you? I mean, do you teach them one-on-one -on -one through a Zoom class on yoga exercises and, and then talk about the food, or how does that work? Um, well, I, I had a private practice for years, and I've put everything online now. So if someone works with me, um, we work one-on-one, -on -one 
and it's all confidential and everything, of course. And um, what I do is I start with an assessment. And once we go through an assessment of what's going on in their life, what it is they're looking for, you know, a lot of times people will come and, uh, you know, they look, they want the quick fix. You know, I want to lose weight. Okay. I want to manage my weight. Yeah, well, to manage your weight, there's a lot more than just cutting out foods. Sure. You know, there's, there's exercise and there's also a mental process to it. And um, so I go through with them the assessment and then we work. It's a six week program and we meet uh, once a week. And I give them homework to do, certain things to do. And the idea is not to go, it's not about a diet. Um, you know, yoga, if you follow the yoga of nutrition, you know, you'll lose weight, your health will improve, but it's not about losing weight. It's about focusing on your health. And so we wa I walk people through teaching them how to let go of this diet mentality, for example, because studies show that 95% of diets fail. And the reason they fail is because it's called deprivation. We deprive ourselves of the things that we like to eat. And then what happens is people go right back to eating those things again. This is about changing your mindset towards food, your mindset towards your health. Because what is the most important thing in your life? It's your health. Absolutely. I can't think of, I can't think of anything more important than your health. I think, too, that people that do these strict dieting types of things a they, they don't last a lot of times people you know getting all the weight back when they do that it's all about some sort of mental issues they're dealing with whatever their challenges whether it's you know stress from work not being able to do what they really want to do in life or figure out how to do what they really want to do in life and i think that's it and i think like talking with uh you know someone like yourself in a lot of ways can help define and, and offer clarity with them as well as just picking the right foods you know what to eat and different things like that you know i think one of the things people do is they eat like too late at night you know and i think that's the worst thing anybody can do is eating at seven eight o'clock at night and i get it people you know mm -hmm. we get stressed we want to go home and snack on stuff but i mm -hmm. think that's that, that's a that's a killer as far as like weight loss and different things you know uh, absolutely, absolutely. And in my practice, I also, as well as people wanting to lose weight, I did a lot of work with um, women, mostly, a couple men too, um, with eating disorders. So eating disorders is a big problem too, whether it be anorexia or bulimia. Um, those are, you know, that's the other end of the spectrum. And, you know, someone is, is, is certainly, you know, really, really playing havoc with their health when they're into, you know, eating disorders. And, but behind an eating disorder is always a lack of control. So there's, you know, it's working with the individual to get themselves back to find a balanced state and to focus on what's really important. Right. And who's the uh, your ideal client? Is it a woman that's, you know, in her 30s or 40s or even 50s? I mean, who's like the, the ideal client that comes? Because obviously you being, you know, the consultant, you want to see results, too. And so it's how you communicate and that person becomes inspired by your words and and your suggestions. And, and how does that you know, how does that work out? Who's your who's your best client? Well, I wouldn't say I have a best client. I would say that predominantly it's women. Um, but I would, uh, you know, I always start out by letting the individual know that, you know, I mean, they have to be, they have to do the work and that this is not a quick fix. This is not, you know, this is not, you know, in six weeks, you're going to lose all the weight and I'm going to put you in a wonderful place. You're going to be happy and have a million dollars in the bank. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, this is a lifelong thing. 
And so making that commitment, the person makes the commitment. Um, my goal is at the end of the six weeks to let them go so that they have the independence to do it on their own. My goal is not to keep them you know, dependent upon me, but to be able to have the tools to move forward and do it on their own. So I would say <clears throat> the ideal client is a person who really, truly um, wants to make that difference in their life. Right, and you, and you mentioned the one word, dependent, because a lot of people get dependent on their psychologists, psychiatrists, and other consultants, like an intuitive consultant, because somehow they, you know, need that, need that stuff. So how do you prevent somebody from becoming too <laughs> dependent on you? Well, you know, um, you, you work with them and slowly give them the tools, you know, um, and it is true. I mean, you're, it's like you take on a client and then you're kind of moving them out the door. Well, there goes your income, too, you know, <laughs> but that's not the focus. The focus is not the income. The focus is to be able to allow this person to get their wings and to be able to fly. Um, so it is a process and it doesn't always end at six weeks with me. Sometimes they go on, sometimes they will transition and they'll go into my yoga classes or it'll be vice versa. They come out of my yoga class. They'll come to a yoga class and be, wow, I really want to know more. And then they will come in to the private practice. So it works both ways, but I do try to transition them into the yoga class because that kind of keeps that energy going in that direction and allows them to be able to connect with me. And of course, they're more than welcome to continue on. They're more than welcome to come back at any time. Um, and I'm, I'm probably the worst businesswoman out there because I'm, I'm really very good at, you know, someone will call me and they need 15, 20 minutes. It goes into a half an hour. I don't charge them for it. It's, you know, I, that's what you do. That's what you do. Right. Yeah. So do you teach like yoga too, like on a, on a Zoom conference thing? Because I could see you being more on, on a TV with you. Just a simple program that people can tap into on a Zoom class might be kind of exciting as well. So do you do that? I do. I have a class on Wednesday, which is called um, Dr. Lynn's Proactive Aging, and it's a yoga dance class. Um, and then I have a class on Saturday, which is my traditional yoga class, which is um, Karma. And we're on a we are always working our karma. I teach them different different philosophies that go with it. Right now, we're working on the karma of prosperity. And um, so I have those two classes going. Uh, like I said, I'm also teaching at um, uh, Sarasota Memorial Hospital. And uh, I teach at a local gym, too. So and I and I will do privates. Well, I could just see you having a, a more national uh, following on that. So when people take the Zoom class program, is it like a six-week program um, and everybody has to sign in like on their lunch hour, for instance, maybe from 12 to 1 type of thing, or is it early morning uh, um, type of thing? No, the the Zoom class, the Zoom yoga class is ongoing. People come and go. You know, I mean, I have a steady group that comes, but some people is don't come Is it in the morning or afternoon? Um, it's every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern, uh, 10 a.m., which would be Pacific Standard Time, and 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So is so it expensive? $5. Oh, That's my God. Are you kidding? That's amazing. No. It, and the reason I did that is because when I started on Zoom, I really didn't know quite what I was doing, and I was setting it up and setting up the studio. And I love my students so much. And, you know, I really want everybody to be able to come and do this. And I think that, you know, yoga traditionally, it, it, you, 
is only donations. You know, a, a traditional yoga teacher did not get paid this uh -huh. money. You know, it was donations. You did it in the community. It was part of the community service. So I wanted to make it available to everybody. And, um, you know, it's because it's not about it's not about making money. It's, you know, I, the money comes. That's the way, I, you know, money has always come to me. Um, I've been, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a very fortunate woman. I, I'm very comfortable. I've traveled the world. I live in a beautiful home. I drive a beautiful car. I mean, I came from nothing. And, you know, I, I, I'm very blessed. But it's because I've worked hard and because what you put out there comes back to you. That's yeah, karma. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Attitude especially. You know, you yeah. can see that if you go into into a store or the bank and you happen to be in a sour mood and then you can expect the same vibe coming back and that type of thing. I've seen that a lot. And if you're in a happy mood, people really love it, you know. I mean, who doesn't love enthusiasm and passion and things like that? Well, that's exciting. So people can sign up for your Zoom yoga class, which is on Saturday morning, specific 1 p.m. on the East Coast. And it's a $5 class and people um, can do that and they just go to your website dr lynn d-o-c-t-o-r lynn and uh, check out some of your programs which i think would be great i might have to do that myself um take some of those classes since i've oh. since i'm a new yogi person um that way um <laughs> and, and, and i would i would mention that anyone can do this class i have an 84 year old woman who's been with me for 30 years i love her to death margaret and she does it and i always give modifications it's not a difficult class it is you do have to work you're going to work in the class but you're going to work body mind and soul but i don't do you know headstands and things that are going to be you know uh intimidating to people it's not that no, yoga should never be that way it should always be inviting and pull and allowing people to what prompted you to uh, leave california to go to florida just just because there's more room in Florida? <laughs> <laughs> well, I spent uh, almost 30 years in California, in Los Angeles, where I taught and I also produced a TV show and I produced uh, a series of exercise DVDs and I did all of that kind of stuff. And uh, my uh, I got married again there and my husband and I lived there. And um, my daughter, who has my two grandchildren, my little granddaughter, moved to Florida. Oh, so that was it, the little grandkids. And I looked at my husband and I said, you know, we can cut our expenses in half and have a beautiful home and do everything we want to do, move into Florida. And we up and moved to Florida. And we moved three months into the pandemic. Oh, that was lucky, wasn't it? Somebody, yeah, somebody was guiding you on that one for sure. They, absolutely. And, you know, it just, I mean, everything came together perfectly. I mean, we couldn't be happier here. We, we were very, very happy to be here. It, it was a wonderful move. Everybody, again, you want to have just a wealth of inspirational books and writings on, on wellness and fitness and soul walking and yoga is go to drlynn.com. So what is the DVD all about? DVD is, is more like just um, yeah, I, I, I'm a cancer survivor, and um, after my, you know, coming out of my cancer and everything getting back on my feet, I, do, I had produced before that, I had produced some um, anti-aging workouts for everybody, and then this next one I did was um, Dr. Lin's um, anti-aging yoga dance, and it was all about um, my journey back. It is an exercise program, and it has yoga in it and it has dance in it so the, I combine the two they're like in three different sections and the whole idea was behind it as I start out telling people that when I laid in bed and I couldn't get out of bed 
Um, and I'm, I, I mean, I've been exercising and moving my whole life. I remember laying there and saying to myself, if I get out of this bed, the two things I want to do, I want to do yoga and I want to dance. So I did it. So I created the DVD, created the whole program, hired um, a wonderful guy who's just a wonderful friend of mine, Tony, and he um, directed me and we did it in a, you know, it's all been done professionally. And um, it was picked up and distributed internationally. So it's been all over the world. That's exciting. So you have like these different little series and they're not very expensive. They're like $1.95. So the one that I think is great is Dr. Lin's anti-aging yoga dance, which could be for anybody. Because you never, you have to start anti-aging in your 20s. You can't wait until you're older to do this stuff. So the earlier you start, the better. So that's good. But anyway, Dr. Lynn, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I want to have another conversation with you again. And I recommend, again, anybody that wants to sort of up their game on the health and wellness and diet world look no further than drlynn.com and check out her books her recipes her recipe for yoga for that matter and even take her online zoom classes which are only five dollars and i imagine you've got some great energy with people checking in on that too wonderful wonderful well thank you very much victoria this has been really wonderful and i'd love to come back again we have a real we have a really good time chatting we sure did so yeah so mark me down let's touch base you know maybe around november when everybody gets ready for the holidays how they can maintain their figure okay Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Dr. Lynn, one of the top countries, yoga therapist, yoga instructor, author, and just a very awesome wellness advisor. Dr. Lynn combines karmic work with, with yoga therapy to teach you how to work with karma so that your life works for you. Wouldn't we all love that? You'll discover the secrets of how to bring health, happiness, and wealth, peace, and fulfillment into your life. And she shows you how to prosper with a purpose, overcome that little obstacle to gain the prosperity that we're all looking for. Make sure you visit her website, drlynn.com. And if you're looking to expand your brand, want to raise that visibility, you know, it's time. You know, websites are really going to be in the past, much like it was in, I don't know, was it early 2000 when websites were all the rage and a lot of the brick and mortar companies said, oh, I'm not going to do that. And then all of a sudden, you know, 10 years later, 15, 20, they're kind of out of business. Well, it's really important to engage on a voice platform like Google Home, for instance. I work specifically with Amazon Alexa voice platform. My company, Studio Carlton, can show you how you can benefit from engaging your audience on Amazon Alexa and send text messages to your clients, you know, offer call to actions and, and sell products and services and all that and much, much more. So check out studiocarlton.com and really think about the future because the future is here. It's all about voice and anybody can have access to Amazon Alexa in your car. A lot of the new cars have Amazon Alexa apps as well as on your smartphone. But the most exciting thing is having Amazon Alexa on your desk. And that is Echo Show devices where you can see all the visuals components that go with most Alexa skills. Thanks for tuning in today. The Intuitive Edge podcast has been produced by Weston Media Group, LLC. 